Hello and welcome to this episode of Move, Breathe, Live with me, Wibbs Coulson, or my, sometimes my wife, Jenny Wren. Just a quick note to say that throughout this episode, myself and my guests sometimes do get a little bit potty-mouthed. There is the occasional profanity. So if you find that right now you need to listen through headphones, if you've got kids around or something else, then it might be an idea to do so or come back later to this episode. I hope you enjoy the episode and will let me know what you think. I look forward to see, uh, seeing you on the other side. Hello and welcome back yet again to another episode of Move, Breathe, Live with me, Wibs Yoga. I am back to bring you what is a pretty cool episode in my eyes. It's quite nice to bring you another episode of Anatomy in Motion Chitter Chatter with one of my friends and mentors. I'd class him as one of my main mentors, a guy named Anthony Claffey. Uh, it was a super fun chat. We kind of get into quite a lot of... Uh, visual stuff so it might be worth checking out if you've listened to this podcast through might be worth going and finding on youtube or perhaps checking out some of the videos on instagram which i will post up so you can go and see those there just to give you a bit of more of a an idea of some of the work that we do so i hope you enjoyed this episode i hope everyone's having a wonderful week and that you enjoyed last week's episode with uh, brian mckenzie i thoroughly enjoyed giving that episode to you and having that uh, chat with him if there's anyone that you would like me to talk to by all means please do comment and let me know if you enjoy this episode please do let me know either in the youtube comments or on instagram facebook or anywhere else maybe on apple Podcasts. you can go and leave me a nice rating and review because that really helps us too so anyway enjoy this hope you get something out of it enjoy his little tip at the end i thought that was quite a nice little one that he did so yeah have a great week one and all and i'll be back next week with another great guest kendra who is another anatomy and motion person but we're going to be looking more through the eyes of scars so in the in the meantime enjoy anthony's chat and we'll see you all soon have a great week progress we're recording progress just so you know just so you don't fucking think i'm gonna sneaky record on you right well what is it afternoon anthony how you doing good mate good thanks for coming and joining me for another episode of uh, move breathe live um everyone i'm gonna let anthony introduce himself like uh and he'll do a better job of it than i will but uh you go in and i'll say how i know you and shit well, I don't know about that, dude. I actually don't like introducing myself, but uh, <laughs> I'll give it a go. Um, you can keep it short if you want. I'll keep it short. Uh, my name is Anthony. Um, I would be predominantly known for the work of Anatomy Emotion and have been doing so for the last six years. Um, and that's mainly how people know me out there. Yeah. Done. Perfect. So I know Anthony because before I went and did my Anatomy Emotion training, which was now two and a half years ago um i was following gary and then i was searching uh instagram for anatomy and motion stuff and anthony was basically the only one coming up posting stuff other than gary and even gary was fairly sporadic back then um (laughs) (laughs) and so i i think i just annoyed the shit out of him in all fairness i think i just started messaging him before i even did the course asking him about this and that and a load of other shit um 
and I would say, well, I've probably been stay at your house two or three times now as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of look at Anthony as kind of one of my mentors, I guess. I kind of always, always kind of end up going to him when I'm fucking stuck and being like, oh, fucking no. And then, uh, and then also I've been super lucky that uh, I've been able to have Anthony look at my own body because it's kind of broken through years of snowboarding and the like and help unwind some bits from this little, if you're watching, you can see, but if you can't, and I fucking chopped the front of my finger off in an aeroplane, model aeroplane when I was a kid and that's fucked up my shoulder. So uh, there we go. Um, so yeah, thanks for coming and joining me. Um, as I've said, this is called Move, Breathe, Live. And so I try to find some movement people, some breathing people, and hopefully just some living people to chat to. Um, as you kind of said, I don't know if I'm really classed as a moving person, but from my perspective, you help people move better. So therefore, we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. That'll work. Um, so as a background, very briefly, obviously, I know you've got a background in physiotherapy. There's some air quotes there for those watching. Um, you've never really used it from what I am aware of. Um, mm. So what to you makes anatomy in motion like your go-to thing? Obviously you've been and done a degree in physiotherapy, um, which I guess gives you an understanding of somewhat of the body. Um, but to then kind of essentially go, well, I've got the certificate, but I'm going to go and do something else. Um, what is it about the anatomy in motion compared to that physio, traditional physio training that you found is more beneficial? from everything well i suppose to add to that i should say why i got into this in the first place yeah um and the reason i get into into this type of work was to sort out my own problems um basically a mess for many many a year um i kind of been there done that i kind of turned myself into a human guinea pig to basically find out answers um, didn't get too far I kind of just ended up going around in circles again um, and it wasn't until I'd done and that me emotion that I, I, I said to myself oh I found the answer now and the answer is my own body I just needed now I had a map which mm-hmm. told me a way of navigating it um, and, and that was that gave me a way of sorting out all my own problems um, and I've basically been doing that ever since and so what I got from anatomy emotion is that it I've never seen anything like it to be able to create such change in your own body or someone else's body without actually, you know, most therapies are very hands-on and um, like nearly like being an operator, like you work on someone, whereas the anatomy emotional model is more, you just guide someone how to move something in a very accurate, detailed way. So you, it's very, it's very little hand-on. Like, like you do need hands-on every now and again, but there's less of that. And it's more about the person's body is actually able to do it by itself. Yeah. Um, so I got that. But I also, when I could see that I, like I started my degree six months before I done, I attended mm-hmm. the, the first time. Okay. So going back before then, I had a taste of the work. So I met Dave Hedges. Yeah. Um, Dave Hedges is another AM guy. He's now up in Tyrone, I believe. Mm-hmm. And that gave me a taste for the work. And I was like, I need, I need to understand this. I want to know more. So then I had signed up. And um, while I had signed up, and I was like, I'm, I'm going this direction. Um, I might as well go and get a degree while I'm at it um, because I value education. Yeah. Um, and so 
I was kind of doing both at the same time, but I was completely over uh, drawn to the work of anatomy emotion and then doing the physio degree at the same time just gave me more and more information. Um, and I could see how I really loved doing it this way. And mm-hmm. not that I, I just didn't enjoy the way I don't enjoy massaging people, no interest in doing it whatsoever. Someone asked me to do it. I'm going to say no. Um, <laughs> it's as simple as that. So, yeah. uh, you could say my work is very selective. It'll only suit a certain type of people. If someone wants to go up and lie down on the table, he won't want to work with me, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I don't, I think the education system um, has a curriculum to follow. And so they have to follow, you have to teach people this, 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 and this to give them a baseline. Um, yeah. But I think the real learning comes from actually that self-discovery and then actually spending time with something. Um, most people come out with a degree and they jump to a course and then they do a couple of weeks of that course and jump to the next course and it goes next. Yeah, next, yeah. Next. And then how much can you really immerse yourself in? Uh, in any one particular. Yeah. Yeah. So I I done the degree for more information, but I didn't necessarily say I want to work this way, but I wanted the information. Um, I guess so, in some ways it does also allow you to not that you probably didn't already have a fairly solid idea of how physiotherapy works, but building out what you do i guess if you know these people are working this way and actually i can offer something which is completely different or largely different because i know what they do and actually i kind of having doing this work i know that this stuff doesn't really work or for the majority of people isn't really going to have the benefits yeah like i suppose you could say i got the taste for both sides of the coin and then i, I just chose what i prefer like yeah. like physiotherapy is necessary um for people at times and it will suit people at times and that's no different to anatomy motion it just depends Uh, the reason i choose to do it is more to do with my own values and my own interests and because i see how uh phenomenal the work is in terms of its outcome um which continually just blows my mind yeah um but I also don't think I would be where I am now without the education I had, even though I had times where like, I was like, fuck's sake, they're making me do this and I have to answer it their way. Um, when my body was saying something different, but yeah. I still value what I got. Like I had some really good teachers there. Um, but I, I'm of the lines of, which is quite apt during this COVID time is I don't like being told what to do. Mm-hmm. I like being encouraged to go and think for myself. Yeah. Um, and that that's very much what I do. Like when I started to study in that emotion, I just went all in. That that's how I operate. But yeah. sometimes in a, a in education setting, you have to tick the box for an exam. Yeah. Um, which to me, like there's a question mark, is that really learning or am I just learning to regurgitate something on paper? Yeah, but, yeah, for sure. Uh, do I fully understand how to do it? And I don't think you really understand how to do something until you actually spend a long period of time with said information um, yeah. and this is why six years later i'm still doing the same thing over and over again i still assess my own body on a daily basis yeah you know? um yeah and six years later we're still essentially feeling like a, a student with it as well yeah yeah Do you know what i mean i think that's okay i'm i still feel super new into the whole anatomy emotion thing even though well i guess covid's kind of knocked out a year of my time but like uh i mean i still feel like man i mean in my own body there's so many blind spots so it feels like that translates into my understanding of 
the flow motion model, which we can discuss in a bit, but like the, yeah, understanding someone who comes to see me and I'm a bit like, you know, I've really got to try and wrap my head around bits and pieces. Mm -hmm. And then when I kind of dive into either coming to Ireland when we're allowed and doing into some of our work from where else and really, you know, diving into, oh yeah, no, my body does not do that. And that's actually completely blinded me to under, just understanding how, a, how the body can and can't mm. or should and shouldn't move. Um, you know, it's just every day is a learning day. Like, and I think, as you say, if you end up jumping from course to course, to course, to course, to course, because either actually this, this, you know, I don't know, functional patterns. Oh yeah. They look like they get good results. We're going to do that. Or this, that, you know, we're going to do, two weeks training in that or a month training in that and and then you kind of go well i don't actually know where the fuck i sit yeah but um yeah, yeah. yeah for me I, yeah, I spoke to uh, another anatomy motion student uh, recently actually and he he was asking about courses and i said before you think about doing course you need to know how you want to work as mm. a person because not the way you can you can do a course and like i, I work in two hour sessions yeah. Um, that's my choice um, but I don't I know I don't like working in shorter time frames so then if I do a course that's based off a shorter time frame it won't suit me yeah so it's actually before we do courses we should know how do we want to work first of all yeah um, like I have no interest in massaging something someone so I'm not going to go and do a massage course no but I do know I have a very good touch with my hand so it yeah. depends when and how I need to use my hands um but i think yeah, it's, it's uh, just it's context but i think that can also then roll over to the the client as well um and actually they the client probably needs to have an idea of like how do i want to how do i want to try and sort this issue like yeah. do i just want a quick half an hour rub which will last you know we can all I think we can all agree whether or not you like it or not. Most of the time you go for a massage and it feels fucking wonderful for half an hour or whatever. Do you know what I mean? For like a short period of time, even maybe a couple of weeks, whatever, you go and get your cracks or whatever else, not crack cocaine, obviously just that's what I'm suggesting, but you go and get cracked by a chiropractor or something and you feel great for said time. And then it sort of disappears, but actually whether, you know, if you put your time aside and you kind of think, actually I've been like this for, years now like and whatever's worked has only worked for short periods of time cannot it is it time that i want to go and put more time into it mm -hmm. yeah and i think that's probably a question which most people don't want to do but actually i think the people who do end up coming and working with us yeah have, have got to that stage where they're quite happy well they're they're more they're more happy to think oh, i'm going to put 90 minutes two hours aside to go and have a session and know that i'm then going to be spending every day doing little bits here and there to check in and see what's going on i think it comes down to education mm. um, like i do as best as i possibly can and it still needs tweaking but i i've made my website to pre-educate people before they contact me um and i've done that so that they say this is what i do this is how i work uh, i kind of want you to know all these things before you see me because it ultimately makes a better outcome for that person yeah and that will also turn away the people who don't want to work that way. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it then it, it gives people a choice of, do I want to do it this way? Do I want to be fully involved in a process? Do I want to understand everything? 
and uh, they actually want to get to know my body understand how to work with it um, and i believe those people have a better long-term outcome because they're not just you know you go and see someone and say a person helps you whatever format they help and then you leave but if you don't leave understanding anything how much do you actually gain because if the thing happens again because everyone's going to feel pain eventually everyone's yeah. going to trip and fall and you know it's the pain is there and, for a reason yeah. um and when that happens what do you do and do you have to keep running back to the same person or do you have the ability to actually understand your body even to a baseline level yeah um, so i ask everyone uh, to wake up your body series from anatomy emotion it's basically for free it's yeah. three hours and will give you massive insight. Um, and th- that assessment, th- there's so much in that assessment that is missed when people do it the first time around. And yeah. when, when people come and work with me, they go, oh, now I know what Gary was saying in the, the wake your body up or the wake your feet up. I'm like, I yeah. know. And they end up going back and watching it again. And their understanding, the level of understanding grows and grows and grows. Yes. And then I end up having people over a long duration that talk the same as we talk, you know, a pelvis shifts this way. And, oh, do you know when your pelvis shifts that way, your spine is bending this way. And they're having yeah. the same anatomical conversations about their, themselves. Yeah. And, and they're just, twice. they're just Joe blogs on the, off the street, yeah. essentially. Do you know what I mean? It's, which yeah. is so nice. Yeah. Um, cool. So one of the things, obviously you kind of mentioned there, the wake up your body, wake up your feet. One of the things I was thinking about today and uh, again, I obviously, Gary gets called it quite a lot. Um, and people always say to me, like, I kind of, he's the, like the foot guy, um, which, you know, I do love feet, not in a weird, sexy way, but like just, you know, I do <laughs> I like the magic of feet. So, um, and I was kind of thinking about it in the fact that we end up doing quite a lot of work from the feet in this, you know, world of, of what we do in that and the emotion. But really that's only because no one's ever done the work with the feet it's not like everything we do ends up being like oh we need to use your feet do you know what i mean you've got an in, you've got a chopped off finger like we're going to work potentially with that area but quite often we can start at the feet to make huge changes to the opposite shoulder and that would potentially be due to the fact that just no one's like taken any fucking interest in feet at all um so can you perhaps just go into the ideas a little bit of so for those who are listening perhaps can have a bit of an idea of like pronation supination and like what what the foot should perhaps be able to do and how that could then travel up the body if that if that's obviously a very big um thing of like well if we go joint by joint by joint but just as a global picture um you know is this uh, going to be on audio or visual as well it'll be both so if 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 they're visual then if if they're audio then i'll just tell them to go watch on youtube yeah um if you want to get a foot you can get a foot i don't think i have one here actually (laughs) i have i have my own two feet um (laughs) the 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 thing i would say about pronation and supination because i don't want to bastardize gary's very articulate way of describing it but i think it's worth starting with what it's not um Mm -hmm. and when you google it a lot of times you'll see a foot like this and arrows will be going that way or that way but if this is a foot and there's 26 bones there and i do this the whole structure is moving all at once which means what we don't have is we don't have three-dimensional movement 
um, we have the foot tipping side to side. Um, yeah. So then we don't have three points of contact, which is the tripod of the foot. You, Gary, already mentioned this in your episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know we need a tr- three points of contact. This is not it. Yeah. Secondly, we know we want three-dimensional movement. So then what are the three dimensions? It's the sagittal, frontal, and transverse plane, which incorporates, incorporates all, <laughs> all 26 bones. So then if a foot is pronating with three points of contact when it's on the ground, uh, all 26 bones, all three planes of motion, the culmination of that is a shape. And the shape is one of pronation. And it's actually yeah. seeing that shape take place. So yeah. if it doesn't have those variables in it, it's not pronation. It's a uh, adaptation or modification of what the actual anatomical pronation is. Yes. And then... Yeah. So when you're looking at that on the foot on the ground and you see someone's foot do this, actually, I'm just going on a tangent here, but I walked to a lady yesterday and she said to me, oh, I was told they had flat feet. And I put her, my finger under the navicular bone, so the medial arch of her foot, and said, your arch isn't on the ground. And I said, but this edge is not on the ground. So you feel like it's this. Yeah. So... She lost a contact point, which is one of her tripod points. Through the outside. Went, through the outside. So when she walked, she just felt more weight on the inside. So she felt like her feet were going in. Yeah. When you structurally looked at her foot, her arch was still intact. It was still there. It wasn't on the ground. And she said, I have bad balance. And I said, well, do you have bad balance or are you missing a tripod contact point on your foot? Yeah. So when she's, a, Yeah. Yeah. such a one in, in yoga like in classes when yeah. you see people and they say i can't balance shit and you kind of go up and you you know so you know what Anthony was basically saying is you are basically a pronation pretty much always gets told as like the whole of the inside of the foot comes down the inside arch flattens and then pronate supination is almost the opposite where the outside of the foot is flat on the floor but when you see people in yoga and their foot is just doing this the whole time they've got nothing down the inside of their foot there's no big toe knuckle no almost there is heel down but it's you know it's so posterior lateral all on the back outside corner and you're like well you're 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 trying to stand on essentially like a tightrope and you know and i don't think well I i know that people just don't have an awareness that their the structure of their feet could be assisting their balance or Decent, yeah. is that a word? No. Yeah. So for, for that person, I she could see when she stood wobbling all over the place. And then you just helped her foot be able to move the way it should with the rest of her body. And then we came back and reassessed and she stood and she went, Oh, I'm standing on one foot, it's a piece of piss. And I went, <laughs> you, you have your you have your base to stand on. Yeah. Um, and then when you talk about building it up into the body, um, I, I think when you hear it so you like we people know they have a foot and they have a shin bone and they have a knee and they have a femur and a pelvis but they never really look at well this part connects to that part connects to that part and even when you hear it out loud you're like oh yeah i know what you mean but until you really feel it or experience it it doesn't it it makes sense but it makes a lot more sense when you feel it Mm. um so this is why i was asking was a visual because i know if i stand up and just if I rotate my body to the left, you'll see my foot move, my knee move, uh, and you'll actually see movement go up my body. And yeah. this is where I would encourage people that if you see it, you can copy it. 
And this is the advantage to, to wake your body up. Just do it, because what I'll do is I'll cut it out and I'll put it as an Instagram clip. Hear me, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. My socks off. You put it on all <laughs> out of me, but... So, cool. Look at them pale old legs coming out, look. Oh, the Irish legs. The Irish legs. Oh, you can see me head. Yeah, I can see you there. It's perfect. So if I stand, stand in the spot and I turn my body to the left slowly, if you look at my right foot, I don't know how much you can see my knees. Yeah, see them fine. My right foot flattens down without doing this. It flattens down and it rotates my shin bone in the same direction you see my femur gets rotated in the same direction and if i put my hands on the pelvis the pelvis also gets rotated in the same direction and if we transfer that over and look at my left foot you'll notice that my left foot goes into an arch my left tibia rotates left left femur goes left so then i end up having a foot that's starting to pronate on my right and a foot that's starting to supinate on it on its left three points of contact on both and uh, it's just followed by shapes. Yeah. So but, in that position while you're stood there, if you briefly just give an example of like a uh, like an inverted or everted foot, like that we said, like. So if I yeah, I'll, I'll do my right foot. So if I if I rotate this way, you'll see my foot spreads on the ground. Whereas if I done this, you'll see I'm lifting the outside edge. And yeah. So if I stand up. And I rotate, I look like a cylindrical rotation. But if I done this, I'm shifting my pelvis, which is not really a rotation. Yeah. That just tips my foot over. And very often you'll see people, you'll ask them to stand on the spot and you'll, you'll do a rotation. And when they rotate, you'll just see them do this. Yeah. So I'll say, why, why are you doing, why is it doing this way? Uh, is it because there's no pressure out here? As yeah. Example? Yeah. And so... When anyone stands in the spot, they get to feel where the pressure is in their feet. And they could very easily just do a little turn. You'll get to feel how it moves and then check side to side. Um, and then that obviously works its way up and up and up. It will, it will, it will ultimately depend on the whole person's resting center of mass and um, um, where they actually are in their, in their whole body. Um, but lots of us, like... Did we do we ever really check where the pressure is in our feet? So you don't really think about it. like why would you? Why would no. you? But this is the invitation is to have a check. And a lot of the time, when you say you see someone else stand and they look like they're quite relaxed in their, their feet and their pressure is even, we tend to oh, I want to be like that. Mm. Whereas I actually ask people to match march on the spot. And if you march on the spot and come to just relax your body weight will just rest wherever it wants to rest. There'll be no, yeah. I have to control it. Just let it be. And I say the let it be is your body showing you the truth. Yeah. Um, and the, the truth is where you'll actually find all the answers. And that's where it comes down to really clean assessment. Um, so then if your foot pressures are the front of your left foot and in your right heel, you may end up with a rotation in your pelvis and, that tells you some information. It tells you what's happening. It also tells you what's not happening. So there's no pressure in the front of the right foot and the left heel, as an example. Um, and I invite everyone to feel that. Because with that, you can, um, you can, you know, there's a strong chance if you know your 
your history of any type, you can also potentially begin to correlate that with certain injuries. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, one of the most common things I get to see, I guess, certainly having worked with a football club and whatever else, ankle sprains, like ankles and whatever else. I get lots of footballers come and see me, um, whether it was at the club or whether it was like privately. Um, and if you suddenly begin to think, okay, I'm stood like this and my ankles are like this, you know, my feet, my foot press is like this. And you can kind of go, well, I did blow that ankle out like four times, like last season or whatever it was. And you can then suddenly go, well, clearly my body perhaps doesn't like that ankle or it, it's trying too hard to shut it down. And so you can, and this is to me, is like the, the wonder of like how Gary's done this work of it being self-guided more so than, us to a degree is you can begin to put together like your entire injury history with what's happening like in your body in real time mm -hmm. um, which means your body will give you all the answers you're looking for yeah. if you if you want to spend time to work it out and understand it um yeah. and that's why i love it because uh it's actually telling you and it will show you, yes, like it's very easy for me to say um, where I am now, mm. but we all have to start somewhere and it, it's just a process of learning something. And then you become highly skilled in being in your own body. Mm -hmm. And it's just like learning to ride a bike or do any other thing or movement or skill that we do. It's just yeah. a little bit of learning. Um, and that's why to wake your body up is a great place to start. And it's kind of one of those things that Chris always likes to say, kind of, you don't know what you don't know. Yep. And uh, to me, like I was chatting to someone who's going to be on the podcast next week about breathing, but uh, we were talking about the idea that people are so, you know, certainly in the breath world, I mean, people are very much about do this exercise, do that exercise, do this. And actually, unless you begin to just be with your breath to begin with and actually just sit with it and, and, and watch it and observe it and notice how it affects you in different situations, how can you then suddenly go and put protocols or practices in to correct it? And really, and I said to him, I was like, you know, you, you don't know what you don't know. And if you're constantly just trying to do stuff to it, you're never really going to, work with it which i thought you know and for me it, this work is the epitome of that like you have to be able to sit with it and get to know your own body and know that it's your body with your in gary's words life of riley like <laughs> the life of riley you've given it and the injuries and whatever else yeah yeah um it, all of it is is an assessment for more information yeah um and it just requires to actually, you know, you have to go and check. You have to look. Um, and it's by making those assessments is where I, I believe you find the gold. Um, it, it's why I have uh, your body has the answers on my website. Yeah. Because all of your problems and injuries and history is where your answers are. And you want to meet those problems and say, when I rotate my pelvis left, like me, for example, when I rotate my pelvis left, I still don't have fully free movement in my left knee mm -hmm. and it's, it's still different to my right. I have a shitload of fucking history. Yeah. Um, but I'm quite happy about that because uh, I move and feel 
very, very comfortable. Everything is very, very easy. Um, and I like that I have something to keep working on. Yeah. Because it keeps getting better and better and better. And every time I, it's like, it nearly feels like you get an upgrade and you're like, fuck, how can it get better uh, yeah. than, than, than it already is? And then I look back and say, fuck, I couldn't kneel down. Like, you go back, what, 10 years? I couldn't even kneel down. Back to your no. electrician's days. Oh, that's that's longer than 10 years now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like if you go back then, couldn't even kneel down, couldn't sit into a squat. You know, yeah. wasn't it, I wasn't even comfortable lying flat on the ground on my back. Right. And, and like, I think everyone should be comfortable lying flat on their back. But there, <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's a lot of people who are not comfortable. They lie flat and they just feel like they're being like pulled into the ground or, you know, there's excess pressure in certain areas. And so for me, it wasn't comfortable. Yeah. I went, that's a bit mad, isn't it? Because yeah. you're just lying there doing nothing. It should be comfortable. It yeah. really should be like the most comfortable thing you could almost do. Yeah. So you're doing it for eight hours, whatever yeah. length of time people sleep. A place of repose is not restful. It's not good. Yeah. Um, but yeah. The only way he knows to go and assess and find out. And then yeah. if you then can start to follow the assessment of, well, this is where my body is this is what's happening this is all the information i can gather and um, then i go do something about it then i get to check all these things all over again yeah and which you really is what you need isn't it you've got to have a a framework that you can go back to which is mm-hmm. you know i basically try to tell everyone who comes to see me I, i've got it on my emails i send out as well but like check out like the wake up your body type thing but at the same time i'm like if you haven't done it when they come and see me i'm like go and do this because the work we do like i'm doing with them it's all well and good because i'm going to be very specific about okay actually we really need to put this movement into your body right now we need to get your pelvis shift in your left foot super name whatever it might be but all of the stuff in the wake your body up which is just basic bloody movements do you know what i mean it's like can you rotate your pelvis left can you rotate your pelvis right are they the same no okay check it again you know and you go like almost like one joint at a time work through and if everyone had that which yeah as you said it's about three hours of video but once you know it and you've learned it it's about five ten minutes of check-in a day it's not a huge thing you could easily just check in every day and be like oh that's a bit stuck and sticky and you know and then if you're working with yourself or me or whatever else you have maybe and even on the the, the video gary gives you know ways to try and move bits and pieces and whatever else. so you've got all of these ways in which you can if it if it's something you know that we've previously worked on you can go and go actually that's gone back to there i can go and try and assess that again and put some more movement in but having that checklist of being like right yeah that's a bit sticky today that's a bit sticky. okay let's put some movement into that place or and work mm-hmm. through it it's the check the the assessment is and the checklist is like the best bit you could really ask for yeah it's just it because it's different and we're not really used to looking at our bodies this way uh from the outset it's hard for everyone Mm. um but it gets easier and easier as you go which is the the norm for learning things um you have to be willing to want to try first yeah so it kind of suits people who have a curious mind and want to understand things um and you know, for some people, they they won't want that. They just want to to, to lie up on a table and you know have someone working on. That's that's fine, you know. Yeah, fine. I mean, 
and like, I should, should say sometimes like and I kind of say this to people because people always say to me like well why do you need to fucking do it do you like move so well and blah, blah, blah. like I mean and I've got it ever I have had it forever because I can do crazy jazzy yoga shit and people say you must move so well but sometimes you've still got to find help which is obviously why I've come and see you and whatever else because like I said I've played with this finger in some ways like holding scars and and whatever else and still never been able to do what we did the other day and it was kind of like you know there's always someone I guess who has been doing stuff longer than you so you know you can go and get assistance from but it is the the body is unbelievably clever and I think that's like the, the biggest thing when you start learning from on yourself is how fucking clever the body is because everything you're doing is kind of happening for a reason and it's doing it your body's just gone ah i'll do this instead ah I'll do this i'll do this and, and uh yeah having someone and going ah that little finger i don't look right do something with that um we're only used to seeing what we see um, and yeah. when i look in the mirror i see the same face that i've been looking at for the last 37 years but when you look at me you'll see something different Mm. so that's why another set of eyes is always helpful yeah um and the as things go on you know and bits you know the work can get smaller and more detailed and um like we all need an extra set of eyes now and again yeah including me yeah well i mean i remember on that thing chris i went to see chris once who for those of you listening is another one of the him and kind of Gary kind of work together and they present together and all that kind of stuff. He's quite a philosophical guy. And uh, I went to see him once for my trigeminal neuralgia and he sent me a video. And to me, the explanation was just like perfect. And it was kind of like, so working on your body is like excavating uh, like some like ancient ruins, essentially like a temple ruins. And basically you start off and you get the diggers in and you shift loads of shit. You, you're moving topsoil. You're using big diggers. And then you get down to the spades and the shovels. And then you get down to the kind of trowels. And then you get down to the brushes. And then you get down to the scrapers. And, and that's how we kind of work with the body. And it's, it's so true. Because the more we do stuff, and I think, okay, what? so one of the things I find most people do is they do a bunch of the big work they get in there and they get the bulldozers in and you suddenly give them a pronation and a supination which they haven't felt for maybe 30 years and then you kind of push their hips to the left which they haven't maybe haven't done for 20 years and then you know they reach their arm higher than they normally do and then they walk away and they go fuck me that feels amazing and then they kind of feel like they're done yeah um and again that perhaps comes back to people's wanting of essentially going for a rub i guess you know a quick fix type thing and you kind of you realize that you do something big and gross and you you just put movement in that hasn't been there for a long time and then all of a sudden you feel bloody marvelous um, and i guess maybe i'm you know this is what i kind of would used to say about the footballers it's fine if that's your life if your life is basically like i just sit at my desk all day and i want my back to stop hurting when i'm sitting there then perhaps the gross movement is all you need to do it it serves you and suits you and maybe because i am someone who does nothing but move all day every day my annoying 
shoulder, which isn't which is horrible when it sets off my face, uh, but has been much better of late, or my knee and my leg. They're annoying because I'm, I'm trying to get them to do stuff which is outside of their comfort range at the moment. But for 99% of the population, maybe my body position would be fine for them. Um, but yeah, it's that analogy to me was just perfect of like, yeah. get down and down and down. And as you say, you, we always end up needing a, another set of eyes. Yeah. Like as humans, we, when we see other people move, we just mimic what we see. Mm. Um, so if I... If, if I put my hands into the air like this, all you're seeing is a person putting their hands into the air. But if I said to you that as I'm putting my hands into the air, my shoulder blades are depressing uh, and the depression is actually tilting against my rib cage and it's causing extension in my upper back and you can see my hands are in a Y. But yeah. When you watch someone do that, you won't really see that. You just see what looks like this. Yeah. And so if I shove this up here, it shoves my head forward and drags my shoulder blades up and it, it's not the same movement. Yeah. So, this is, I think, where the education comes in. It's uh, what we see someone else do uh, and what the anatomy does may not be the same thing. And that's where using the person's body to explain what the anatomy does can help them feel it. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's where the, I think everyone needs to experience the work to start mm-hmm. to, 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 get, to get an insight to what it actually can do and what the body can do. But when you see people make big shapes, you could try and copy the shapes, but you may not be doing the same thing as what you see. Absolutely. Um, and so then the, the right. per- perception of what movement is, uh, it depends on what they, what, what, uh, it depends on the person's perception of what they think movement is. Yeah, yeah. Which again is context dependent. So if I'm in the gym, I'll be moving like this. If I'm walking down the park, I'll be moving like that. I'm crawling um, around in a human movement thing i'll be doing that yeah, yeah. so uh, for me i'm interested in the very specific anatomical movement which is heavily detailed um whereas say if you to use an anterior tilt of a pelvis for example anatomically it must happen in a sagittal plane on its mm-hmm. axis and if you yeah. were to anterior tilt the pelvis it would cause an extension in the lumbars but if say if we're in, I'll just use yoga since you, you do yoga. If you're in a yoga class and I push both my knees backwards and mm-hmm. I'm, and make what looks like as an anterior tilt, but it ends up pushing the lumbar spine forward. It's pushing it off its axis, and making a pelvic shape that looks like the same thing, but it's not the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this is what you see on Instagram and stuff. Yeah. Across the board in any discipline, yeah. whether it's this- yoga, Pilates, uh whatever other movement type stuff people call these days. Yeah. And you see that across the board. And that's where I think anatomy motion is very, very different because it's so specific. And that's where I, and you know, one of the things that I've seen in the, in the workshops and just very briefly, like it's one of what you just kind of mentioned is one of the reasons why I think the six day immersions of like the anatomy and motion is so important because you get to actually get six days really experience it and you and you feel such different things go on in your body within six days um and someone said oh i was chatting to someone they were kind of wanting it all to be online which i kind of get i do under you know in this day and age but i kind of said there's it's not the same as doing it in person because doing it in person there's just yeah yeah it's totally different um but what i was going to say was um yeah that idea of uh with anatomy in motion is this 
hyperextension thing. And I'm sure you can probably count or lost count probably the amount of people who come to see you saying, oh, I have hyperextension in my elbows, in my knees, somewhere. And then an hour and a half, two hours later, they don't have hyperextension in that part of their body or, you know, it's greatly reduced or the way and they suddenly realize that so often you can't access that movement mm-hmm. anymore when you put correct anatomical movement back into a place so perhaps can you touch on some of that like why that might be i guess one thing moves one thing doesn't but <laughs> yeah but it, there's also that element of um it's quite hard for people to start where to think that the whole body like we use the phrase the whole body is connected um mm. what, what does that really mean um and with, with movement, you can actually feel it and experience it. But like, I'm, I know for me, I didn't really see it. That, oh, well, this part moves, that part moves, that part. And they actually all do actually move together. Um, we, you know, we just look at it. Oh, my elbow does this. So there must be something wrong with my elbow. And then we won't say, well, my elbow is actually attached to here, which is attached to here, which is attached to here and here and here and here. We don't really think that way. And yeah. then it depends on who you speak to, you know, like, like Irish people particularly you know oh you still have still have a problem with your elbow and it just becomes this label that you end up have you know it's become a topic of conversation um, and then so the person becomes I have an elbow problem or I have a shoulder problem I have a knee problem um, but if you're a problem with one part of your body you're a problem with your whole body mm. um, and so we don't really think that way and yesterday I worked with a guy who broke his left thumb three times, broke this forearm twice, two operations, an operation on his thumb, two operations on his groin, uh, fractured his jaw, uh, broken both ankles and pins on both sides. It's quite the life. Crazy. Oh, and then he also <laughs> broke ribs and fingers that he forgot later on. And he said to me, he said to me, uh, that part of my foot is absolutely killing me. And so his foot, all the pressure went into third and fourth my head on his foot. Yeah. So he was standing, shoving lots of pressure into his foot. And uh, that's what his body was doing. Um, so the MRI, the MRI took his foot and did this and said, no, there's no fracture on the fourth and the third and fourth metatarsal. metatarsal. And I went, look at all of the rest of your body. But it's yeah. just, that's not what we do. And he was like, what the fuck? And then so I took a video of him walking. I said, that's you. And he went, that's me. He said, it looks like I have a peg up my hole, like a peg up his arse or bum or whoever, whoever's listening to buttocks. Um, yeah. And that's, that's the way he was walking. And I'm like, well, can you kind of blame your body? Look at all the stuff that's happened to you. It's yeah. he walked in a very contained manner as if I need to kind of control this because I'm after breaking loads of bits and bobs. I don't really know what to do. And now all the pressures ended up in my foot. And yeah. when I touched his foot, he was like, yeah, that's, that, that's it. I'm like, it's not just that. It's, nah. it's, how, it's how it got here. Yeah. And there's all these layers and layers and layers to it. Um, but if I said to him and we walked and I said, everything is connected, you know, and he'd be like, what the fuck are you on about? Yeah, yeah. So well yeah, yeah, yoga or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like we, we, we had to let him feel it and experience and move something. And then he went, oh, fuck. So you move my head 
And that changed the pressure on my feet. And then I went, yeah, and then started to explain and give more context. And he'd already done the wake your body up stuff. So he had an insight. And then I was saying, well, now we can do this and this and this and take the pressure out of the area that I was in. Because it was shoving very, very heavy. It was like he was standing on half his foot. Right, yeah. Um, it was quite extreme. Um, we were able to take the pressure out of his foot by moving our way around his body. And all the things that were broken, like flexing his wrist was hard. Lifting his arms up in the air was hard. There was all these stuff that was difficult to do. And then we were able to help him do it easier. And, and then afterwards we went, Jesus, yeah, it is all connected. I can feel all these pieces and that helped move that part. But from the outset, we don't see that. No. So, you yeah. know, uh, when, when, when someone says, like, I hyperextend my knees or I have this... I understand where they're looking at from because I did the same yeah, yeah. thing, you know, oh my, my knee, my knee. And I went, oh, my knee. Yeah. You know? um, but that that's the starting point for them. And then the, the, assess, the session you have with people, it's part, it's educational as well as, you know, helping them solve their problem. Um, and that education, then I, I see it like planting a seed of you want more of this after you experience it. Yeah. <laughs> you either ignore it or you go, I want more, give me more. Um, and that's the, the part where people have the choice of, do I want to, to take more responsibility for my body and learn some stuff? So, yeah. yeah. I remember like, I remember the first six day immersion I did, I think on day three, four, my right foot like moved and by, by no means my right foot pronating properly. Like even today it's still, but there was just like suddenly, I don't know, something just gave way and my forefoot began to actually move a little bit and you know mm. i'd kind of put some weight into it and i could feel this arch like moving and pulling back up and loading and all of a sudden like work move you know like loading through my thigh and my glute which i've probably never felt really and i was just <clears throat> just literally blown away by oh my god i was just walking around like what is this like my foot feels like it's doing something um and yeah like when you when you get them when you get that that's you know you know you've got like a buy-in when someone kind of really feels their body do something new it's um yeah, yeah. and i think what you almost like what you said with that guy like showing him a picture of him walking two or three of the clients i've got down here have kind of I've requested videos and photos of them before seeing them. And it's such an, an eye opener for people. And I almost feel like people should, as well as being able to feel it, but being able to just see yourself. Cause you, what you look at yourself in the mirror every day, but having someone take photos of yourself in like, you know, without your shirt on or like, you know, your sports bra and like some shorts, whatever, and just being able to see a big chunk of your body and be like, fuck, like, mm. I am so far left or so far right in my head. And even that can just give you like such an awareness of your body. And I, I kind of have the feeling that like even just bringing awareness to the fact of how wonky you are sometimes just allows your body to be a bit like, oh, God, I am over there. I wonder, mm. you know, I wonder what it'd be like if I was somewhere else. Yeah, um, totally. So, yeah. That, that's, it comes back to the experience again yeah you know, have the experience um and I, that's like not everyone wants to take pictures or videos of themselves yeah. but like i've been taking pictures of my legs since i started at me emotion because i've been watching the shape of them change 
mm-hmm. when I started, they were heavily bowed and like my feet in essence were the stereotype like this. And, yeah, yeah. You know, um, that wasn't comfortable at all. And now they look completely different. Um, and so I'm like, it changes, it changes, it changes, and it keeps getting more aligned. Um, and my feet actually are getting flatter and spreading more. And so the pictures actually help me say that bit there still looks the same as it did a year ago. Um, yeah. But all of these is different, 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 different. And so I'm pure experimental. Nothing hurts or anything. I'm just uh, interested to see what it's capable of doing. Yeah. Um, and that, that's, that's the process I choose to undertake, obviously, because it makes me better at the work. And, you know, it's what I like to do. Yeah. But for, for someone else, they may just want to, you know, check in on themselves once, once a week. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, cool. Right. Well, we're kind of, I think we're almost pushing on the hour, which is yeah. crazy. Um, I can see you watching your battery. So I know it's going to go soon. <laughs> well, I've got 10% left. got 10%. That's, we're still, we've only gone through 20. It's fine. Um, but we've nearly gone, done the hour. Um, what I kind of normally round these things out with is, uh, is a bit of a, I guess, if you could offer people who are listening like one simple thing like that they could maybe try and go away and do to help them move, breathe or live a better, happier life within their own body, which is, as I always say in all these episodes, it's why I fucking gave up nursing because people would come into a hospital with no idea what's going on. They'd be end up in A&E with back pain for like six months history of back pain, but it got worse today. So I phoned an ambulance like do you know what I mean infuriating um and so I kind of want this to be something where people can perhaps take a little five minute thing away and just be like oh I'm going to try that and oh yeah fuck me that does you know it won't work for everyone but some people might take something away that they can uh implement and hopefully feel move breathe live better so go on throw at me I should have remind. I should have said at the beginning to no, give me time I like, to think. I like being put on the spot. Feel like being put on the spot. That's all right then. I do have something actually. So as you were saying that, Phil Greenfield came to mind. Um, oh yeah. Phil Greenfield wrote a book called "Unraveling: Letting Go, Getting Well." Yeah. I recommend everyone should buy it. Um, I agree. And in in Phil's book, he talked about how he'd. Um, various martial arts he came upon a, a standing practice and within the standing practice it was basically just to stand do absolutely nothing and just let go and saying it out loud it seems really easy but what i invite people to do is if you can just stand and stand how you want to stand how your body wants to stand not what someone said not what a picture looks like just stand there close your eyes and do absolutely nothing and just become aware of your body. And what you'll get from that is you'll start to notice how either you stand with lots of tension and you're pulling your shoulders back or you stand and you'll start to notice the pressure in your feet. And if you start to know the pressure in your feet, it's actually giving you an insight into where your center of mass, your body is orientating itself, which is a clue. And it's a clue from your body to say, this is where I am, if you just let it be. Um, and I think that can be it. It's actually just nice to do anyway. Like just nice to do nothing. Yeah, yeah. You just be in your body. You can do this standing or lying down, but I, I prefer people to do it standing so you can feel the weight in your feet. And I think that that could be an insight for people to see, oh, this is where I am. 
And will it give me some insight to my history and maybe the problems I do or do not have in my body? And then that could be the first step to becoming aware of this is me. All my weight is in the front of my feet, for example, and both my heels feel like they're off the ground. And then from there, do you know what I mean? As you say, with that history of like where my pain is, is it like all my feet, is it all my weight is in the front of my in the front of my feet? And you know, it feels as if my hips are being pushed all the way forward. And then and I and I've got this really bad low back pain because everything you, you almost feel like there's hip shape and you, you puts you into a shape. Yeah, so, yeah. So exactly. then you become aware of your own shape. Yeah. Um you and you just stand there and let it be and just feel it. And you'll yeah. actually get quite a quite a big awareness of how one, the more you do, you actually feel how the weight of your body can just hang there, it just hangs on its on the skeleton. Very, very little effort. And it should feel effortless. But I, I remember when I stood and I used to feel like my knees were like this and their legs were being pushed and whatnot, and just was not comfortable at all. And it's that same idea about saying lying down, it should be comfortable. Yeah. And um, thankfully it's comfortable now. Um that's what they would do simple cool and that kind of makes me think just just waffling on because we've still got like eight percent battery left nine percent loads fucking loads um but with that is like and again this is always takes me back to what the foot the actual book and one of my six day immersions when there was a lot of pilates teachers in there but like feeling that you your body will move even in stillness like feeling the sway feeling the fact and 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 observing for me like one of the things i love is just like in my yoga class i start or i do at some point throughout most of them is like just stand and feel and feel yourself move and just feel the fact that i just how much you probably want to try to resist it and you know in what the foot i'm, I'm pretty certain it's what the foot it might have been in one of gary's stories but just saying about how on the foot plate how one of the pilates teachers he's had or something was just they had the yeah. smallest amount of movement because they were so tight and so like they've spent so much time like core centric and trying to dial everything in but there was like such a tiny amount of movement um and yeah and actually just having the ability to let go and just feel your feel your feet for maybe the first time yeah because if you should know, like if you brace that hard, you can't actually take a full breath. Yeah, 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 exactly. You can't fully breathe through your nose. No. Um, and I remember, I'm going off on another tangent here, but there was an advertisement for like, let's say it was a fruit drink or something. And um, there was a lady stood on it. I think it was a yoga mat. And she was saying, this is how to stand. And I looked at it and I went, that makes no sense at all. <laughs> and instead of just, you know, being judgmental, I just copied her and um, what I did was I, I stood up and said, this is me standing. This is pretty effortless. You know, I don't have to do anything. And then I copied the person and it was no feet, fist width apart, took your tailbone, lift your shoulders back and down, took your chin, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and I went, this feels like I'm in the military. Uh, <laughs> and this is uncomfortable. And it's, it's creating tension in my body and it's lots of effort. And I went, I just stood and went, oh, this is fucking easy. Yeah. And so the, I can't remember what the advertisement was for. And I, I said to myself, well, this is definitely more comfortable than that, but maybe she's doing that for a photograph or maybe she's doing that because she wants to show a military stance. She actually wasn't. It wasn't advertising, telling people how to stand right. It was like yeah. the easiest way to stand is the way you're, you just let your body do it. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And so then when, when I did a, a presentation about posture or something like this, and I said, 
actually feel this, feel the difference in you standing and doing nothing and you standing and uh, holding a position or a pose. One creates loads of tension. One feels really free. Yeah. Which one would you rather be in? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but that's the, that's the info that's out there, man. It is. It is, unfortunately. But, you know, well, you've been, you've been well, coming on to the final bit, I guess, is like, where can people find you? I was going to say, but you're mainly on Instagram, but you've been fucking well quiet of late. So oh, I'm um, terrible. I'm terrible on Instagram. Do you know what? Do you know why? Do you know why? Because you can't be fucked. <laughs> no, well, that's one reason. I, I, yeah, social media is difficult. Um, yes, I'm on Instagram. Like, I'm on Instagram. My handle is my name, Anthony Claffy. My website is Anthony Claffy. Um, I found that it's quite hard. It's quite hard to pre-educate people on Instagram before mm-hmm. uh, you're trying to get them to get an insight of the work and often like so i've i think the one of the last posts i have is of you and um, when we worked together and mm-hmm. like that that was really an awesome session um but what that attracted was fix me people fix me really quickly because you did this amazing thing online yeah um, and that's not what i want yeah so, yeah uh I want to work with people who actually are interested in how things work, are curious, are, are actually a bit like me. Um, yes, they want help with their problem, of course, but they also want to learn stuff and understand stuff um, and have long-term uh, change that actually benefits them long-term and not just go in, do some work they feel great for whatever amount of time, but then when something happens in life, they don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, so trying to navigate that on social media is quite difficult and so then yeah I'm a little bit lazy on Instagram <laughs> well <laughs> I'll put your Instagram handle and the website on there because I'd suggest like if you are into any of that stuff um, you can obviously come and see me but if you uh, uh, you know I'd also highly recommend uh, even if it's online because as Annie said, we've worked together online and had huge, huge, like big changes for my shoulder um, and everything, but not everything, most of the way down since. Um, so if you do want to work with Anthony, I definitely recommend it. Um, so yeah, that'll all be on there. I'll put Phil's book on there as well. Anything else you want to put in the note before we finish? Just stick the link to wake your body wake, up and wake your yeah. feet up for, because yeah. it's, it's, it's the best, best starting quid they can spend. Um, it's accessible to everyone. Yeah. So sweet. Right then. Well, thanks so much for that. Um, I'm going to say goodbye. Awesome. Bye, Andrew. Cheers, dude. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, mate.